Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Support Group. It's just gone midday into the afternoon. It's the 9th of July, Thursday. Let's have a quick look at the headlines before we bring everybody on. Um, sorry, series on. Sunak, sorry for not being able to save every job. The Chancellor warns the UK is facing a severe recession with significant job losses. Uh, there's also John Lewis to close eight of his stores permanently. The move to secure the business's long-term future puts 1,300 jobs at risk. Taxes will rise to pay for virus, says Think Tank. The Chancellor's shoes economic support schemes will have to be paid for higher taxes, the IFS says. So, with all that in mind, let's bring everybody in. We have Grants in. Morning, Grants. How you doing, guys? And we've got Andy as well. Morning, morning, morning. Morning, morning. How is, how is, how is everybody? All good? Good, thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Excellent. So the meal was okay yesterday, Grant? Oh, mate, it was absolutely delicious. It's my first Chinese in four months. <laughs> oh, okay. that's, that's fair enough. And uh, you went on to where, – where, where did you go on to afterwards? Uh, it went on the, to the Canal House in um, – yeah, sort of uh, the back of um, uh, Broad Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, we know there. Uh, so was that a, a, a long, long afternoon, was it? Or Do you know what? You... It really wasn't. I have to say, speaking for my <laughs> myself, um, it was quite weird to have a drink at lunchtime, <laughs> which I haven't done for four months, I guess. Four, four months, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Um, oh, so that's, just... uh, that's good. So... Um, yeah, I couldn't. I didn't. I must. I found it quite difficult to relax, and I ended up going home quite early, actually. So, okay. uh, but I got the impression a lot of people that it was great, really, really, really uh, interesting to speak to different people from different industries um, on a social level. Because you know, we've been doing the networking with Mark. We've been doing the stuff online, um, which is great. But when you're actually in an informal situation like that, when you're just sort of chatting with people, you get to find out what's really been going on in their lives um and it's fascinating I, I did find it fascinating and i think the stories that that people have got to tell they're, they're so you know utterly different from the people that have been bored to tears verging on depression you know gone from doing really well to zero income um stories about you know people that haven't been able to claim any kind of money from the government to others that have been furloughed at 100 percent, as well as having extra jobs and m earning more money than they've ever earned <laughs> you know it, it's um it, it's just the the diversity of the experience that we've all gone through really hit me yesterday it really hit me so whether you say you were nervous and you left a little bit earlier is that because of just the situation no i wasn't or... nervous oh you're just anxious no Oh, no, I no. Just, I thought you just said you were anxious. Oh, sorry. I wanted to get back to work. And oh, I, sorry. Okay, I need to get right. Stuff done. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, that's, me, that's, that's like why I was sense, asking the question. <laughs> a sense of anxiety of uh, of like, you know what? I should be working. I've got loads okay. to do. You know, um, and um, and yeah, felt a little bit guilty, sort of because oh, it's see. been. Right. I, I don't know about you guys. The, my, my experience for lockdown has been sat in this room the majority of the time that I'm in now, my little office at home, just working solid from huh. um, eight o'clock in the morning till sometimes half one in the morning, um, and that and that's pretty normal from for the last four months. I've, I was speaking about this this morning because it was like I'm actually quite not. I'm not tired, but I've just realised that. 
I, I have worked all the way through it. It's just mm. nonstop, um, yeah. which, which has been great. I mean, Andy, obviously you've been the same, haven't you? Yeah, 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 all the way through. Mm. So it's uh, working seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice working from home, though. It's you yeah. know, if you do want that ten yeah. minute, fifteen minute cup of coffee, and then you can go and chill That's out brilliant. somewhere else. I, don't, I must admit, I don't feel any ill effects. I don't feel worn down or tired by it. I feel invigorated by it, if I'm honest. I've found the, the whole experience from a business point of view to be uplifting and exhilarating. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally focused on on mission um, with, with, with the business side of things. And so I think you get swept away in a bit of a bubble um, yeah. of your own world. Um, and although, you know, my world involves, you know, working with business owners and working with my partners. And so, uh, it's been brilliant to be able to help people and because our, our products and services have been um, almost like a lifeline to them. It's been the thing that's helped them carry on trading. And that's been my focus, you know, 110% every day. And so when I start yesterday, when I took the time to take a bit of a breath and after I did the, the show yesterday, I started talking to people. It was um, fascinating just to get a perspective on the diversity of what other people have been through in business um, from, you know, the Tracy I spoke to the solicitor, I had a good chat with her afterwards, yeah. you know, and she's been apps. She's been into work every single day. She's not missed a day. And, <laughs> and, she, and she's been doing like five people's jobs. Um, yeah. And because people still need their wills doing uh, and their people still, still been buying properties. And she's had to go to the bank every single day and stand in a queue to get checks cashed and, um and it was just fascinating she and she's not you know she, she's not had any kind of compensation or anything for that she's just had to work you know five times as hard <laughs> just to just to keep everybody going and i thought oh, wow you know that that's that's amazing uh yeah. unsung hero you know she has to stand in the line every day putting herself at risk the same way that you know um other people do and she's shielding her husband as well doing her best as well as trying to keep the office clean, I just thought she's an absolute legend. <laughs> you know, she's an absolute legend. The way there are certain people who have worked harder than normal. I think oh God, in, this, yeah. uh, in this pandemic, and it's mm. uh, it, it, it's 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 well done to them. It's been excellent. So mm. let's just run across um, as you were out gallivanting yesterday, Grant. Um, uh, the Chancellor Checker. I didn't made drink much, by the way, Matt. Guys, I oh, didn't yeah, okay. I didn't feel like it. it. Really, honestly, I just thought I'm not having too much to drink because I've got loads to do. Afterwards, you didn't. So that again, Andy, we, do, do you know what, Andy? You'd have been you'd you'd have thought it was a disgrace, Andy. You like a drink at lunchtime, don't you? You're you're a guy that likes to lunch. Yeah. Um, we left a full bottle of wine unopened, unopened on the table. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, I only had two glasses of wine, and and I thought, you know what, I've got a. Uh, I've got stuff to do. I can't, <laughs> I can't carry. Inside or outside? So what they've done at Chungying is awesome. They've basically just built a sort of an extension in the car park right. with sort of a corrugated roof and sort of um, so it's like a, a sort of external area, a bit like you get in a lot of uh, foreign countries, yes, uh, yes. you know, uh, so it's outside. They've got they've got outdoor heaters, um, but it's inside, if you like. It's yeah. like inside without windows. Right, uh, and so it was perfect, absolutely spot on for because, and the way they've got they've organised the toilet situation as well. They've got a one in, one out, uh, one way system. So where we would normally go and eat, and it's quite a big restaurant in there, 
it's all yeah. sort of it's a corridor that they've made of chairs taking you in and out to, of the uh, toilets one yeah. at a time so um i think they've been really really diligent in the way they've done it and they had a queue so they're not even supposed to be open yet but when we left there was a queue of people that had, must have seen us um oh, no. there Sorry. and they were looking to um oh where's your tea mate um Tina sandwiches. Oh, we get sandwiches as well. I know. I have today. We have some work done in the garden. They, they're cooking bacon for the builders. That's the thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, Chung Ying was. Um, it was really, really well done. And and as ever, the the food was amazing. And it tasted Excellent. all the better because it'd been so long. So sorry to interrupt you, Matt. But uh... no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good. So I'm not going to eat that while I'm here because we we don't do that. Um, okay, let's just just talk about what the Chancellor said yesterday, because uh, he's, he's raised some good points. Some stuff is, I think, is quite positive. There's a few uh, weird things he's added on. Um, let's go on and talk about the furloughs, which is obviously is going is to be the impact for a lot of people over the next few months. And his uh, idea is that for businesses, uh, hopefully Andy will get uh, got some details on this, uh, that businesses will be paid £1,000 uh, in January um, for keeping people on after furlough. Um, again, this money, I mean, it's quite, it's, it's, it's into the billions again, is given away, two billion uh, on this one speech yesterday. Is that enough to keep people in, in a job, do you think, both of you? So I'll give you my little take on this because uh, before Andy gets into the stats, yeah. um, I've just been chatting with a mate of mine who's a, an astute, experienced businessman and, uh, he he he's he's kind of come up with a bit of a uh, bit of a solution for this because I said to him it seems a bit a bit odd to me that um, you would be given a thousand pounds to uh, basically sort of keep somebody on because when you run a business um, if you need somebody you're going to keep them on and if you don't need somebody you're going to make them redundant I don't see what difference a thousand pounds is going to make <laughs> you know it's um, it seems a bit odd you know if you're going to run a business properly and 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 effectively you're not going to keep people on if you don't need them because that's not good business um the incentive i don't know it doesn't matter so but what he said is well what what you've got to remember is that um businesses are going to be, be falling behind with their paye and 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 those kind of payments and the likelihood is what they're going to do is just contra against what they already owe yeah. so when it comes to january if you owe paye and NI, the chances are they're just going to say, well, there's your thousand pound, we'll knock it off the bill, which is some <laughs> money they might not have got anyway. So I don't think it's quite as uh, cut, you know, cut and dry as saying they're giving away two billion because it's two, it's two billion off a bill they might not have had paid. No, that's true. That that is that is true. Yes, I don't. Think, I think the incentive is, it's a weird one because I think I'm I'm going to stick by the statement you just made. There is, if you need somebody, you keep them on. You know, um, and these those people are going to make a thousand pounds. You know, and that, because there's, there's going to be unscrupulous people who will apply for this to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we were going to get rid of them, uh, uh, but so give us a thousand pounds." So I think it's a bit weird. Andy, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, look, unfortunately, um, I'm looking a bit more long term uh, about it, and what people don't understand is. In fact, I once told our former MP, my former MP, that um, the Brexit vote doesn't mean it's business as usual. And it wasn't business as usual and hasn't been. Uh, 
the global pandemic is not business as usual. Um, the fact is, is that people are going to be made redundant and the government is missing the point. They're shelling out this money and there's been an article today about it, about this money is not actually hitting the mark. A bit like when they bailed out the banks. The money that the government bailed out the banks, we did not filter through to the business community. And we had a, a financial crisis and a global recession because of that financial crisis. So yet again, they're missing the point. We are spending 14 billion. Um, uh, there's all sorts of billions banded about. Why don't we put 5 billion into a sovereign investment fund? John Lewis have announced the closing stores, right? Why don't we 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 take ownership, it all be temporarily, of some of these businesses? Just because people, Grant saying that the companies don't need them, these rights, they don't need the people, they're not going to keep them on. But the fact of the matter is, is the government is just wasting money shoring up. It's a bit like shoring up a dam that's about to burst. And no matter how much shoring up you do, the fact is it will eventually give way until you create a new dam. So that's in simple terms. We are shoring up by pumping all this money in. It's not going to work long term. You've got to look at the foundation of the way this country has been set up. And over decades, the industries and businesses haven't had enough investment. They've been sold to foreign entities. And those foreign entities are not going to support the UK when they're based in another country, particularly the, the, the owners, the shareholders and the directors. They're going to look after their own first. It's human nature, right? As I said the other day, Airbus are making redundancies in the UK, right? I bet you they're not making those redundancies in France, in their headquarters in Toulouse, right? Because it's predominantly a French company now, mainly domiciled in France. And the French have all been great at looking after their own businesses, right? Um, and that's what they do. Um, they look after themselves first. They always do. The French have been absolutely brutal on it. They look after, you know, back to the days when we had the, uh, they were burning our, our sheep at the docks, the French. We don't. Were they do doing that? Years ago, when foot and mouth. Like <laughs> <that. laughs> they did. They set fire to trucks with sheep in and, oh, and wow. other livestock, right? Uh, so look it up. It's, it's there. That's a beauty about yeah, getting yeah. Experience, old chap. Experience. No, no, I understand that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm 51. Anyway, I never, I hadn't heard of it. The point is, it's all right. People saying, "Oh, you can't support failing businesses, guys." You don't understand the economics. It will all filter through to harm every single person in the UK if we end up with five million unemployed and a recession that's coming down the track. At the moment, they've shored it up. So at the moment, everybody thinks it's pretty normal. And it is appearing normal because everybody's been paid the wages to sit at home, right? The only thing not normal is a global pandemic. So we've yeah. got to think about the foundation. It's like building a house. If your foundations are crumbling, the house is going to fall down, right? So you need to make sure the foundations are solid or build new foundations. And I've been saying for years, we haven't invested enough in our industries. We've allowed all of our industries to be sold to foreign companies. I've just had a notification. I'm an agent for a, for a company that does loans. This company is regulated in the UK. And I've had an email that we're not doing any loans to UK businesses. 
they are based their headquarters is in the netherlands right and they are still doing loans over there why because they're owned by them they're managed by them their headquarters in there but the first people who's been cut now is the uk and that is happening more and more with these companies that are not based in the uk and that is a flaw that's happened because we did not secure our industries right and that's across the board the whole automotive industry motor industry in the uk is wholly owned by foreign companies based in foreign countries right no that's that's fact and we need to take ownership back of some of these organizations like i said the other day honda's vacating perfect example honda's vacating swindon right and we should take that factory which is a state-of-the-art factory and build electric cars whatever cars you want and that's where we're so all this money is, is going to be just going to thin air we're not creating any assets we're paying everybody their wages great and it's, it's wonderful but we need to be looking at the basics we need so to invest is, in the uk so is okay with that in mind i know it's not fully in 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 every uh business the other statement you made yesterday is the hospitality uh side of the businesses uh so this would be pubs restaurants theme parks cinemas theaters that type of thing um they're going to reduce the vats uh, threshold on them, or oh, sorry, the VAT percentage from twenty percent to fifteen uh, to five percent. Size five percent from the fifteenth of July yep. to the twelfth of January next year. So that that's going to help, surely. I mean, it, it will. It, it's... Only one problem. Go on. If the customers have got no jobs, they're not going to be going out to eat. Yeah, there is that. There is this. There is this section. Is now I heard this yeah, argument yeah. this morning. It's just a money. It's 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 the uh, funny enough. I've I've written a email to the former Chancellor Sajid Javid about how you rebuild the economy. If anybody wants me to share it with them, I'm happy to send it. Send me your email address, and I'll send it to you. And how you build an uh, rebuild an economy or or build an economy. Um, it was actually from the Harvard Business School who did it for former colonies how they could create a sustainable economy. And I don't mean sustainable from just a green point of view. I'm talking about from an economic point of view that they don't go bust. The fact of the matter is, is you don't shoring up this is a yes. It's great. It's great to have 15% off. That's what we're going to get. 15% off our bill, right? Yep. And with the other incentive, we're going to get 50% off our bill, up to 10 pound ahead, money to win. But if we have not got a job, and the people aren't comfortable, or their business has gone bust. Small businesses have been affected most grant. That's what you probably heard yesterday, how some of those small businesses have been affected. Yep. Um, if we haven't got a business, we haven't got a job, they're not going to be feeling great about going out, drinking and eating, right, and spending money. They're going to spend money to get their groceries, pay their bills at home and survive. So it's assuring where's the basis of an eco overall economic rebuilding plan, a bit like we did the Allies did after World War II for Germany, right? And look at what we created in Germany now. Just look at that. That is thanks to the Allies pumping in billions to rebuild Germany. And we managed it for a while. And the Germans have the benefit of that. The UK has just bounced along and had ups and downs, peaks and troughs. 
booms and busts. We've gone through this since the war. Booms and busts. And not one government has actually got to the core of the problem. And Margaret Thatcher, when she did privatisation, that started the, the thing about all the, pro all the companies being taken out by foreign entities. I mean, how did this happen? All of our utilities are mainly owned by German, French, Spanish utility companies. Right? Very few. I think just British Gas now is the last one that is owned by the, by the British. Right? How did that happen? Our transport companies, Chiltern Railways, Arriva, are owned by the German state-owned railway company. Okay, uh, we, we 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 know we, we know you've argued this point before, uh, Andy. Yeah. Not on this show, but uh, in, when we've we've been out. But okay, let let's let let's just put that aside a second. And it, it's obviously, you know, you've got to be in the bonnet about Johnny Foreigner owning all our country, uh, all our companies. Um, I was trying to be a, I was trying to say something really polite. I couldn't think of what to say. Uh, <laughs> What do we do? Foreign no. entities, foreign, not entities. Well, foreign, yeah, foreigners owning the uh, businesses. So, what do we do? You know, what do we do if you're in charge? Just as I know, there's not going to be one simple, you know, wave your wand and it'll fix it. I'll give you the Harvard business plan for a country that came okay. out when colony went independent. Give us a little synopsis of that. Just give us a, some small it's points. I'm interested. Right, it's ever so simple. How you make an economy thrive and survive as an independent nation, right? One, agriculture, you've got to feed your people, right? And if you produce enough food, you can export it, right? That helps us a lot, right? Produce food. Make sure your, your, your farms are producing enough food, your food companies are producing enough food, and do that. Stop relying on imports, number one. Number two, if you've got natural resources, and the UK has very few natural resources, we've got a lot of tidal power. We talked about that energy the other day. We can harness that. We used to have a lot of oil. We've got very little oil now. We've still got an abundance of coal, but everybody's gone crazy about green stuff. And yet, in the meantime, while, this group, while we've been crucifying our, our coal industry, Germany's opened 10 new coal-fired power, uh, uh, power stations, Right. And they are burning coal cleanly now without any emissions and whatever and recirculating this and that and other. It can be done. Like the cars there, the diesel cars are very clean now. Um, so that's that's the second thing, natural resources. And then you invest in heavy industry and light industry, right? But guess what? The thing that we're all focusing on at the moment, like the hospitality, which is important, right? These are all service industries. Service industries are created because of all the industries above it, agriculture, natural resources, heavy industry, light industry. Last on the list is the service industry. And that is there because people make things at the top and create industries and we export them, which is what we used to be great at, right? We still do some exporting, but the companies exporting, a lot of them are foreign owned. They're owned by German companies, Swiss is, companies, is, Japanese companies, Chinese companies. Hasn't it been said from the 60s, though, Andy? I mean, is it, this is, must be something that's been going on since the 60s. Because the rest of the world looks upon England. Uh, we are a collection of what? A collection of greengrocers. Is that what they used to say about us? We used to be a collection of retailers, isn't it? Shopkeepers. Uh, so we've sort of been in this rut since the 50s and 60s, surely? Yes. So 
The truth is, we never really recovered from World War II. We were bust after World War II, right? And then we've had a series of, 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 of booms and busts, um, basically because of short-termism by governments who don't understand economics. Most of them don't understand the economics of it or how it works because it's like a house. You know, it's like, like they say, house of cards. If a house of cards has got no foundation, has it? You build a house no. of cards. Yeah, that pyramid of cards, there's no foundation. It easily falls over. And that's what's happening. These are the basics. And what's happening is because we've let people, and we, we've created some fantastic British brands that are still out there, but they're foreign-owned. And it also comes back to the financial system of the short-termism of our banks. You go to Germany, they have industrial banks, right, that actually will invest in long-term in their industries. And that's the culture difference over there. We're short-termism, boom and bust, boom and bust, fast book, fast book, fast book. You know, we've, we've got Rolls-Royce have announced 2,000 job losses. You know, crazy. Boot, boots have just announced as well. Um, yeah, yeah, crazy. But Rolls-Royce, they're getting rid of engineers. Okay. Shareholders in Rolls-Royce, if the, if the, if the management would, were, were, were good enough, turn around to the shareholders and say, guys, we're in a global pandemic. It's the equivalent of World War Three. It's just a different enemy, right? Um, we're going to, unfortunately, not we're going to be able to pay many dividends. Some of them are paying dividends at the moment. However, we think it's worth keeping on our engineers and our workforce, right, ready and, 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 and look on other, build, make other products. Yeah, that's what they should be doing, diversifying. Um, okay, right. I mean, we've, we've given you a good 15 minutes, Andy, and I, 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 and I understand. That's cool. That's good. So I just want to go back to Grant again. Obviously, Grant's not a political person, as, as anybody who's watched the show over the past uh, few months. He's not, you know, he, he likes to stay out of that. But, Grant, if you had to, you know, what, what he stated yesterday, obviously, we've, we've covered the, the, the main bits. There's obviously the uh, the help to work scheme for the 18 to 24-year-olds. Um, which uh, is, is coming online as well. Uh, you've got, we've already mentioned the pubs, uh, which is uh, go out to, go out to help out uh, the the 10% discount. And then we've got the stamp duty on the houses, uh, which is a good thing to get the housing market moving. Is there something else you should have added into that yesterday to spur on? No, I mean... It's a difficult question, I I'm sorry. Of, yeah, I, 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 I listen to Andy a lot. You know, Andy and I have... Um, have had uh, many a debate um, around, yeah, around <laughs> um, around these subjects, and a lot of what Andy's just said, I don't disagree with. Um, the reason I don't get involved in politics is because I find there are some fundamental flaws with the whole system, and if I want to, uh, you know, be true to my own sort of uh, character, that would mean really getting involved and taking the back off the telly and. That's just not the route I want to go down. So, no. you know, so any political de debate with me is pretty flawed because I feel fairly uninformed and there's no way I'm going to be able to um, come up with alternatives to what Rishi came up with yesterday. It seems yeah. good for me. I think the, um, the the housing thing seems like a good a good way of getting getting people. It's short termism. It's going to get things moving and it doesn't address the foundation that, that Andy's talking about. And I do totally agree with that. Um, but I think that we do need a little bit of a period where people start to get a bit uh, of confidence and at least we give it a go to kind of kickstart things. 
because you know by the time these um these things that he's put in place come to fruition um early next year the world's going to be in a completely different place and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll be able to assess and address where we are at that point um and and really all the my, my view is that the reason they've done all that yesterday is just to give people a a boost of confidence to give people the confidence to go out and buy a house to give people the confidence to actually that, that I, because you know i was in town yesterday it's still really really quiet the mass you know exodus to the pubs that everybody was talking about has not happened no. okay the pub, we were in that pub yesterday great little pub um on a on a wednesday uh mid-afternoon um which is where we went after chunging the canal house normally there would have been a, a you know a, a decent amount of people in there there were about other than us there were about i don't know six or seven other people in the whole pub it is dead out there guys so um whether the, the initiative for the pubs is going to make much difference um i think it will i'll be i'll be eating out three times a week now <laughs> so, <laughs> it is good, but andy made a good point is if you haven't got money in the pocket and if there's lots of people are going to be made redundant it's it's, it's a bit of a difficult one or i don't think jobs i don't think it's going to fix uh the underlying problem but what it might do is give people the confidence right now while they're still in furlough while they've still got money in their pocket uh to go out and help these businesses start training and so trading so that people can then start to um get a sense of what it's like to go out again because my, my feeling is the reason that town is empty at the moment um and, and towns all over the world are, are, are very similar um and the reason pubs and restaurants still aren't trading is because of the fear and the, and also i was talking to somebody about this yesterday i remember the, when we when i first started venturing out on a more regular basis after we'd been in the proper lockdown i, I remember thinking it was when i went to pick my car up it was sort of like two days after we were actually allowed out of our houses which is ridiculous on reflection um but anyway uh, <laughs> um i remember thinking to myself if i was a more fragile character uh, and i consider myself fairly robust in this respect um so if i was a bit more like matt you know um, <laughs> um i'll take that i'd have I'll a sense it. of agoraphobia right now a sense of because if you remember i went on the tube and everybody's going don't go on the tube I went on the train and I went into London. Oh, no, don't go into London. And I thought, well, do you know what? I, I could imagine some people having a real sense of anxiety right now and, and, and actually, which is absolutely ridiculous. It is well, absolutely me, ridiculous. Let me come back to you on that, Grant, because you're quite right. Yes, I am. Uh, I was. I was <laughs> uh, you're, not, you're not wrong there. <laughs> I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a little example. I, I wasn't able to talk about it till yesterday uh, because of, it was a little bit of a scare in the in in Dorridge where we live, um, and uh, obviously my wife works at a school. And on Saturday, completely lawfully, we had a, another family over to our house, um, who was another teacher who worked at the school. And uh, on, on what we didn't know was on Thursday, one of the children was taken ill. And on Friday, they had to have a test, a COVID test. Now, this whole connection the, was the child and the teacher was obviously in the, in the same bubble that my wife was. And then they came around our house. And we didn't know anything about this. We weren't contacted with Track and Trace at that point because obviously there was nothing was uh, you know positive. Everybody, when we found out on Sunday this child was, was ill and having a test, 
the 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 anxiety between everybody was through the roof. I mean, everybody in the, this house, everybody in another house, anybody else is connected in that bubble. And I, I'm saying this because people are still quite scared. And this is these are other people who are young people, you know, in their thirties. You know, they're not that they're not seventies and eighties. Uh, and everybody was so anxious. One that it would have completely wiped out a huge group of people for 14 days uh, if they had it or not had it, um, if this child had, had come back positive. But people are so anxious still. Everything came back fine yesterday afternoon. No problems at all. It was all clear, so everybody just sigh of relief. But then you think, should I add those people around my house on Saturday? Should I really have done that? Because if that child was ill, then it would have passed around and everybody would have had it doesn't matter how severe or not severe but they would have had it and they would have took them out the stream for 14 days and that's why people are still anxious because as soon as something happens a little flare-up like that all the hands are waving you know oh, they're all doing that literally all of them and did it is have, a lot of people did, sorry did, did i can try to contact you Matt. no because it wasn't positive it, oh. it wasn't positive but if it was because yeah. obviously my wife works in that bubble i'm yeah. the second out of that and i would have been contacted um, so it would have it, 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 that disease. I went out. Uh, uh, my son took me out last night for a drink at the local cricket club. He said it's 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 the safest. But I went in there with a mask on, and I wore a mask and took it after to drink, put the mask back on, and that's how I was drinking last night. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not scared of catching it and dying. I'm not worried about that. You know that I, I feel. I'm starting to get fitter, so hopefully that will um, put yeah. my chances up. And other people who were that age group were also very fit as well. And there was not, it wasn't that, oh, I'm going to die. It was just, it would have took you out of circulation for two weeks. So I, I was like, but there were a few other people there. The, the, bar, the bar there at the cricket club is very all set out, socially distanced. They've got screens on the bar and all that. Um, yeah. And other people standing outside anyway on the veranda. Uh, but other people there, but we're all socially distanced inside. Um, but I kept, I was the only person in that establishment that had a mask on. There's not many people. Did you notice yesterday when uh, Rishi did that PR bit where he was in a restaurant and he served some stuff that yeah. none of them were wearing masks? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's another point of, as we talked about the other day. The fact of the matter is, you see, I keep saying this. By the way, did Chung Ying have masks on? Mm -hmm. staff. yeah all the staff did yeah yeah that is the answer and some some but i'll check the government regulation in fact i've i've emailed uh solihull council about the subject because there's inconsistencies about what they're doing and some of them aren't working for government guidelines and you know i'm sorry to say i know it might be unfortunate for the for the uh worker the the the, the, the servers there but you've got to either have a visor or a mask on because if the people are eating and drinking, right, or, or behind us, like in case of the cricket club, the chap was behind the screen anyway, so he didn't need a mask on, he's behind the bar, and there's a screen between us. You've got to have a mask on, and that's the only way that you'll eradicate this disease um, uh, completely. I'm not saying you'll eradicate it, you know, 100%, there's no such thing as 100%, but, you know, the masks do help. Um, and the fact no, is, really. I was inside, I was inside, I'm still conscious, obviously, I'm taking that off and having a drink and put it back on. I'm at risk. Um, if somebody else said, nobody was coughing in there, because the one thing they've said is that if you've got symptoms, don't come into the club. 
right? So that was my first outing inside a a pub restaurant or whatever for well, since March the what what was lockdown? Well, before March twenty third. March twenty third, and that was my first time out. So what was that yesterday? That was the uh, eight. So what happened yesterday then, Andy? You were supposed to be at the networking. Did you just bottle it? No, no, no. I've still got a bit of a sore a sore throat as well. And but also, you just said you went to the cricket club. But I've got my mask on and it improved. And it's still a little bit there. It's not so I've checked my temperature. You blacked it. The truth of the matter is, is um, uh, I have another invite to go to Birmingham today. I can't do it because I've got to do food deliveries today. Um, but the fact of the matter is I'm conscious about going in there. I've tested out to the cricket club because it's close to home and hopefully it's not a big city and things like that. So I'm very anxious. I am 61. Um, I, I, I am in the um, not high risk, but I'm at the more risk than you guys because um, you're in your 40s, Grant, and Matt, you're just 50, aren't you? Yeah, oh, I was just 50, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm 61. So I am in the higher category of risk, whether you like it or yes. not, statistically. That's true. Um, so the point is you've got to be careful, but I went out with my son. We had a, we kept socially. So there's only four people in the bar at the time. So where are you friend. taking me Friday night then, Andy? Well, unfortunately, I can't take to the cricket club because only members can go in there. Ah, right. They've got, they've got a now card system uh. where you use your card to enter. So that's registered. So they know who's in. So if there's a if there's an outbreak, yeah. they can contact everybody. Uh, no guests can go in there. Um, so Friday, I, I was I was looking at I was actually believing I was looking at Chef and Brewer, but again, Chef and Brewer aren't using masks, uh, which is the Drummer Monkey and the Greswold in our locality. Um, but there is an outside area at the Greswold Grant we could sit at. Is or, it open now? Is the is the Greswold open? Because it wasn't, wasn't open. It wasn't night. open last week. I think it's opening this week, or it's open oh, now. It? Uh, but. Right. All, uh, I looked at the website. I'm pretty sure. Or we could go to uh, like the boot or something like that. Or, or their outside yeah. areas. Or, or there you go. Then. So we'll be able to do. Uh, we we have to give you some more uh, picture fodder. Yeah, that's, that's all right then. That's what we like because it's uh, it's always nice when you two are. But that, you, do you remember when it was sunny? <laughs> We've just had a week's worth of rain now, haven't we? No, no, lovely. Terrible. Look at that. Lovely, terrible. Right, that's it for today then. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's uh, a, a nice uh, debate covered of the Chancellor Exchequer's speech yesterday, so that was excellent. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow at 12 o'clock. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. There we go.